What's up, y'all, and welcome back to Dad Needs to Talk. I'm your host, Robert, and today, today, we are going to be talking about my favorite anime and manga for this year, 2023. Now, like I've mentioned in the last couple episodes, this is a uh, gauntlet, a series of me talking about my favorite things I've consumed this year. So I've already did an episode talking about my favorite video games that I play this year. And then I also did an episode talking about my favorite uh, TV shows and movies as well. So this will be the one to wrap up this series. And I'm very excited because right before I sat down to record this tonight, um, which is pretty late, it's about 1130 at night. I took a trip to my local comic book store and just took like a good hour and some change to just, for one, get out of the house and to just be surrounded by shelves of manga and stuff like that and to just kind of clear my mind, make preparations of stuff that I want to get to next year and stuff like that. And then, uh, yeah, just kind of just get energized and stuff. So here we are. So. How I'm going to do this, um, I'm a kind of, I guess just kind of just starting off, I'm going to say in general, this was a fantastic year for both anime and manga. Now, on the manga side, I'll say I personally slow down a lot on buying a lot of physical manga, um, just because looking back over the last couple of years since I've been doing this, I realized I buy a lot, but then I don't end up reading a lot of them. I still do a lot of reading in general, but a lot of times I'm reading stuff on Viz and Shonen Jump and Manga Plus, Webtoon, other stuff online or whatever. And then it's like I have stuff just piling up that I spent a lot of money on <laughs> that I'm not reading. So I'm like, you know what? I got to slow down on the physical buying and kind of focus in a little bit more. So that's what I did this year. But I will say I kind of was a little bit more broadening my scope as far as diving more into like the Manga Plus app, finding more series and stuff there. And then, of course, you know, diving into some of the new stuff on Shonen Jump, as well as earlier this year, uh, Viz created a separate catalog of stuff. Um which was very vital in me finishing certain manga and stuff uh, that I had some gaps in my physical collection. So yeah, like I said, just kind of just like really broaden up um, my horizons of stuff that I could have access to. And going forward, there's a lot of like completed series I want to kind of start going through and knocking out um, starting next year and going forward. As well as um, I also kind of want to dive back into more webtoons and stuff as well next year. So, but yeah, so lots of good reading. And with that being said, that's what I'm going to start with, with uh, my reading stuff. So I'm not going to do like a very specific, like numbered order list like I did with my games, movies and TV shows and stuff, whatever. I'm just kind of just show general love to some stuff that just really stuck out to me this year. Now, a lot of stuff 
um, especially stuff that I read like on Manga Plus and Shonen Jump or whatever, I did separate uh, reviews and discussions for it throughout the year as I do with a lot of stuff, whatever. And same thing with that, I encourage you to go if you want longer, 10, 15 plus minute discussions on a lot of these series, go seek out those individual reviews. This will be kind of more of like a quick highlight of stuff. So, uh, so yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and get started. So first up, one that I really enjoy this year is Sora and the House of Monsters. Um, so this is one that basically followed this young lady who is a ex soldier. She was kind of raised up to be a soldier in this war against monsters. Well, a peace treaty gets brokered between the two and she no longer has that purpose or whatever that she was trained for her whole life to, to do or whatever. And so she basically ends up encountering these three dwarves who are basically architects who go around and build houses for various monsters and so it is just like a very a very beautiful beautifully drawn series and also one that is just a very unique uh concept like i said just like a kind of like a fantasy adventure surrounding um building houses for various monster creatures and stuff so so yeah so Sora and the House of Monsters was a very fun and dope one um another one now that I really enjoyed that I look forward to going back and finishing the last few volumes is the Savior's Book Cafe Story in Another World so this series is fully finished. It's only about five volumes long. So, and I only got to read the first two volumes so far, but this is a isekai to where young lady gets reincarnated into another world and she ends up getting all these crazy OP abilities, but she just wants her biggest goal isn't to really go out and fight any crazy monsters, or whatever she just wants to live a simple life in the countryside with a uh in her own book cafe and so she gets that wish along with some op abilities and stuff whatever but she doesn't really use them at least in the start and then she kind of encounters this um high-ranking knight that she kind of slowly starts to fall in love with or they start to fall in love with each other and it's just kind of a story of him visiting her often them sharing their love of books and stuff like that and it kind of things start to unfold to where she might have to come out of just being at her book cafe and actually maybe take action to help save the world and stuff so but yeah very very sweet very wholesome story uh save that one for a little bit later um this next one is one from the homies over at Saturday, Saturday AM Comics uh, called Underground. Now, Saturday AM is a is a uh, company that I've been well aware of since I first started doing my podcast and reviews and stuff, whatever, but I hadn't really taken the time to really deep dive into 
the stuff that they create or whatever. And so I finally decided to do that with Underground. And boy, was I impressed and looking forward to diving into more series from them. But Underground basically follows this young man who is, he is a uh, biracial young man who has a uh, a background in various mixed martial arts to the point to where he was even um, in the Olympics and stuff like that. But basically, it just kind of follows him on this journey of uh, basically of revenge and redemption uh, through underground fighting. And so I love it for a variety of reasons. For one, the art in it is very dope. Uh, the author of it himself is somebody who also has a background in mixed martial arts. And you can tell that from how detailed the description of the fights and techniques are. It's like, okay, this isn't just a normal just fighting series. The person who is writing this seems like they actually have personal uh, in-depth knowledge of what they're talking about. And he does. So shout out to uh, J.R.D. Bard. And Saturday AM Underground is super dope. Like I said, check out my deeper um, review for more on that. Uh, let me see. Okay, so next up is Don't Call It Mystery. Now, this is a Jose series that I have heard a lot about and has been highly acclaimed in Japan for a long time. So its arrival in getting a English release has been highly anticipated and... I've only gotten the first Omnibus so far, but I think they've already released three since I read this earlier this year or whatever. But this one basically follows a young college student who basically, I guess you kind of think of it as kind of like a Sherlock type of mindset to where he is very inquisitive and he basically is very good at solving mysteries and things like that. And so it kind of follows him uh, working on solving some various cases and stuff that he kind of got roped into and stuff. And it, it's, it's just like very awesome. So I look forward to getting back to reading more of this. But yeah, don't call it mystery. Definitely one of my favorites this year. And like I said, it's plenty more volumes already out that I'm looking forward to picking up. Next up. oof, And this is another one that recently they finished releasing the last omnibus for this and that is less misery bliss um this is based off of a classic novel from victor hugo that is very very old and has been adapted across various mediums and so we got this very awesome um very personal story that like it hit me really hard <laughs> when I read it earlier um in the year. So definitely go check out my review for this one. So but yeah, Les Mis Rublace, definitely one of my favorite ones. And definitely when I get some more pocket change, 
I plan on picking up those last few volumes and finish reading the rest of this, but definitely one of my favorite things that I've read this year. Now, this next one is one that for a while I heard the manga streets talking about it and I didn't know too much what to what to expect going into it, but I am here to say that the hype was real and I'm so happy that I finally got a chance to start reading it and that is the English name is Go Go Loser Ranger but the streets know it as Ranger Reject this series is so freaking dope definitely one of my favorite things that I've read in recent years um and I think I think we've already gotten like seven or eight plus volumes released since they started coming out um early this year or end of last year i believe but basically this story follows so basically it's kind of like a power rangers theme but with a more darker tone kind of think of it as like since a lot of people have watched it the boys but think of it in the power rangers sense to where you're following one of the um, enemy grunts. So his name is uh, Fighter D. And basically think of him as like one of like the putty monsters in Power Rangers. But this this monster, he can shapeshift into looking like other people. And so basically he starts to infiltrate the Rangers. And yeah. That's kind of what I'm going to say on a basic level. Um, this is one that I am sad that I didn't get it, that I didn't get a chance to do a specific review for this year. I definitely plan on doing that sometime early in 2024. But uh, the reason was, is that I was planning on doing a discussion with a guest. But due to technical difficulties, I haven't been able to do many uh collaborations and have many guests on most of this year so that plan kind of fell through but um but yeah i definitely had to show it some love here at the end of the year and especially with the anime coming next year you would definitely hear me talking about more about this one um and shouting from the rooftops when the anime comes out as well so yes whoops and last but certainly not least a manga series that I had heard so much about that I scoured the earth to try to collect all of the physical volumes for this. And I got all but two of them. And luckily, with the timing of Viz Media coming out with a separate app and putting this series on there, I was able to finally read the full series of Ikigami, The Ultimate Limit. And what a roller coaster! of a read this was all 10 volumes psychological thriller manga that basically follows a basically a ikigami person uh, is some basically in this world uh the government deemed it to where what is it one in every 1000 i believe uh kids when they're in first grade kindergarten first grade 
um, everybody gets injected with a capsule or with a uh, vaccine that prevents all illnesses and stuff. But one in every thousand gets a capsule with a time limit somewhere between when they're 18 and the age of 25 to where they will be randomly selected to die for the betterment of humanity. And so you follow this person whose job is to deliver basically the, this uh, ikigami to this person to be like, hey, your time is up. You have 24 hours to live. Do with the information what you want to. And it's like, hey, you got 24 hours to live. What you going to do? And so, yeah, <laughs> you can kind of get an idea of how crazy of a roller coaster that might be. And so there is a overarching story with this guy and his journey over the course of time with him in this position and kind of him kind of dealing with the morals of what he does. And then along the way, you get all these kind of like smaller stories of all these people that he give Ikigami to and how um, and follow and following them over, over the course of their last 24 hours of do they go out as a good person? Do they choose to go out for revenge or to do something crazy or whatever? So very awesome read. Definitely one of my all time favorites and glad I finally got a chance to read it in full. So Ikigami the ultimate. So yeah, so. I kind of sped through that a little bit. Sorry, you know, but like I said, most of those I did very long separate reviews and discussions for. So go seek those out for longer, more in-depth thoughts. And like I said, especially for the stuff that I read at the very beginning of the year, my memory of the very finer details is a little bit fuzzy now, 12, you know, 10, 11, 12 months later. So forgive me for that. So, but still just wanted to highlight and show some love to a lot of those series. Um, a few others I just like to just like want to name drop and just shout out to, um, of course, as far as like longer ongoing series, One Piece was still great this year. Um, I'm still reading My Hero Academia, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of waning <laughs> on my, uh, excitement of it, uh, you know, but. Um, sorry, but I feel like, uh, my hair academia is probably going to be wrapped up within the next six months. So, uh, Sakamoto days continues to be fantastic. And I am eagerly awaiting for the day that they finally announced the freaking anime for it, but it'll come in due time, I guess. Um, beat in motion is another kind of newer series that I, that I've been really enjoying reading. Uh, Daddy and Buddy is a really dope one. I started catching back up on that one because I had only read like the first two or so chapters when it first came out months ago. And now we're up to about nine, nine, ten chapters or whatever. So I've been slowly catching up with that over today. And uh, yeah, I think that's kind of it as far as that stuff I just want to shout out. Um, but lots more stuff I plan on talking about more in the future um some of which are gonna get physical releases next year like uh gachi akuda and full night um are some that i'm very excited to kind of circle back to and talk about more in depth when those drop and stuff early next year 
Um, but yeah, so now let's move on to talking some anime shout outs. So speaking in general, this once again was a very, very strong year for anime. Um, lots of highly anticipated um, adaptations for some series um, came out this year and lots of, including some series that I've personally been enjoying the manga for that got really dope adaptations and stuff this year. So yeah, so it, it was a very, very awesome and packed year overall. So I'm gonna kind of run down some of like my main 10 that I really enjoyed. And then I'm gonna wrap up afterwards, um, kind of going through each of the seasons and just kind of shouting out some ones that I maybe didn't finish or just stuff that I just kind of enjoyed what they were doing that I still want to show some uh, name drop, some love to whatever. So, um, so yeah, so I guess I'll start off with, um, um, let me see. Okay. So this is one that I personally enjoyed a lot, even though like the art style and stuff of this wasn't the best because it was mainly CG. But the story and the setting was just so intriguing. And that is kind of of the Great Snow Sea. Now, this is when they came out like at the very beginning of the year. And we finally got the sequel movie to it a few days ago that I still need to go and watch. But this is one where um, the setup of this world is that it kind of starts off with this young man, he lives in a very small colony. It's just him and a bunch of elderly people. They basically live on these uh, villages atop these. So there's very tall trees that go up into the stratosphere <laughs> of the planet. And they all kind of like interconnect by their branches and stuff. And that's kind of how where people live at and stuff, whatever. But a lot of the colonies and stuff up there started slowly dying out. And so it's just kind of been thought that they were the last ones living. Well, they discover that there are some people living down below on Earth at the root of some of these trees. But some of them are, are kind of like warring with each other and stuff. And so that has just kind of led to, you know, resources and stuff are drying up. And so certain colonies are kind of trying to take over others for resources and stuff. So, but it, it was just, just like a really, really unique and interesting story to follow. Um, and that's why it's one of my favorite ones that I watched this year. So next up from that, um, I got to show some love to uh, Skip and Loafer. Now I'm trying to think, I think I still might need to finish like the last episode or two of this one, but one thing I would say this year is that there's a lot of shows that kind of just like really were like really comforting to watch and to where every time I sat down to watch them, whatever, I was just fully absorbed into what was going on with the story and stuff and skipping love for just like has such a soft vibe to it with the art style and the way it looked because the manga for this is one that's kind of been on my radar for a long time because I always see it all the time 
when I go into the store, I was like, man, I want to get around to that at some point. And then when I heard that there was an anime coming out, I was like, okay, you know what? I'll give the anime a shot. And the art style was very beautiful. I really liked uh, both of the main characters and a lot of their surrounding cast and stuff um, were super dope. And so, like I said, I have maybe like a couple episodes that need to circle back and finish up or whatever. So, but, um, but Skip and Loafer, definitely a very... Um, very memorable show that I watched this year. Um, next up is one, is another one which is kind of like a reoccurring theme with a lot of stuff on this on my list, but uh, that I was highly anticipating checking out because I am a fan of this, uh, of the author of this, of his other works, and that is Pluto. Now, Pluto came out on Netflix short sweet eight episodes about an hour long a piece and pluto is from the same creator as 20th 20th century boys which i have up on the top of my shelf right behind me uh so yeah so 20th century boys one of my favorite series i keep behind me and he's also the same author like i said of pluto 20th century boys and also of a uh, monster so Pluto is a series that is basically kind of like a kind of like a retelling of sorts of uh, um, or kind of like like a different take on the uh, Astro Astro Boy world because this series was done in conjunction with the uh, uh, Tezuka family uh, that created Astro Boy back in the day, but um, but yeah, it was just like like very beautifully animated and just such a strong story because I love my sci-fi stuff and just kind of seeing these different stories of these different uh, robots or androids and stuff and how they kind of dealt with the situation that was going on. So, but yeah, so I, I, I'm kind of happy that this was the way I got to experience this story. Um, even though I probably still might maybe circle back and check out the manga at some point, but this one was did, did not disappoint. So yeah, so definitely check out Pluto. So next up, <laughs> and I, I I I have to give this show some love, and some people might laugh at me mentioning this on my list, but this was one that a lot of people made fun of when it came out during the summer. And a lot of people checked out the first episode just for the giggles and just to, to drag and bag on it. But I stuck around with it and I watched the entire season of it and had a lot of fun with it. And that is Reborn as a Vending Machine. Now, for those of y'all that have followed me for a while... Y'all know I love my Isekai series, but I love the Isekais that are fun and have kind of a different twist on stuff, whatever, to where people be like, oh my God, this is just getting ridiculous, da 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 da, da. But it's like, hey, look beyond the gimmick. And there's actually something like really fun and endearing here. And so Reborn is a vending machine. So... You basically, as the name suggests, follow this guy who dies in real life, gets reincarnated as a vending machine in this fantasy world, but 
there's a there's more to it than just that because the surrounding cast of characters around him is really dope and then the other cool thing is that he gets experience points and stuff and he actually gets to uh unlock and transform into a variety of quote-unquote vending machine type of machines and so you kind of get a chance to also see what different type of vending machine stuff that japan has had over the years so from from just your classic food and drink vending machines to a vending machine that does clothing that that, that does gas that does uh soap and water that does uh what's the word for it like uh contraceptives which is like for uh sex protection and stuff and lots of wide variety of a balloon vending machine lots of wide variety of different stuff whatever and he also gains various skills and stuff from being able to create a barrier barrier for protection to doing some offensive stuff to it's, it's a whole host of stuff, whatever, that made it just like that much more intriguing because, like I said, I'm, maybe I'm just different to where I'm more open to the idea of these wacky ideas and stuff because, like I said, I've gotten to read and watch a variety of isekai series that are more than just the typical person gets reincarnated into a fantasy world and they're there to save the world. Like I said, this one was just something very interesting and very different that I really enjoyed. So yeah, so shout out to Reborn as a Vending Machine. Really enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to another season of it um, whenever it comes out. So, uh, speaking of isekais, I might as well keep going with that. Uh, The next one that I really enjoyed as well, there was just a nice comfort watch was campfire cooking now this one started off with a guy that gets into an into a fantasy world and he has this his unique ability basically lets him summon and purchase stuff from basically amazon or their equivalent of amazon into this world and he kind of uses that to cook different dishes and stuff like that and he ends up um encountering a fenrir fenrir which is basically like a uh basically think of it as like a freaking like a legendary wolf pokemon like a suicune from pokemon crystal (laughs) so basically he is traveling around with this legendary creature and uh cooking at meals but going on different um adventures and stuff and getting into various combat situations and stuff and just seeing the variety of very awesome dishes that he is creating from both uh, ingredients and stuff from the real world mixed in with these different um, ingredients and stuff from the uh, the monster world and stuff that Fenrir is hunting and killing and stuff and um him cooking it up in these very specific and unique ways and stuff so yeah like i said it, it, it was just a overall just a fun series to watch um and to just enjoy so yeah so shout out to campfire cooking i'm looking forward to watching more of that whenever they do another season of it uh 
Next up uh, is one that's still ongoing now, but that has really captivated my attention. Once again, this is one that I heard a lot of stuff about over the years, and that is um, Apothecary Diaries. Now, Apothecary Diaries basically follows this young lady who is a apothecary. So basically, she specializes in herbs and poisons and things like that. And so it kind of starts off with her getting kidnapped and brought into the inner palace. And so she kind of starts off as a, just as like a maid, a working girl, just doing chores and stuff around. But because of her knowledge of medicines and poisons and stuff, she's uh, quickly gets into a higher position working underneath one of the emperor's concubines. And through happenstance kind of, uh, working with various people to solve different mysteries and crimes and different stuff going around the palace or whatever. And it is just such a beautifully, a beautiful show to watch with just like a very intriguing situation to kind of follow. Um, and I'll kind of like on this, on this kind of like same tier. Well, not, not maybe not quote unquote on the same tier, but just kind of in the same theme. Even though I said this was kind of like 10 shows, but I kind of got a, Shout out a few, a couple more shows just kind of in the same uh, vibe or whatever is uh, um, My Happy Marriage, which was another kind of like unique one that kind of had more of like a uh, magical fantasy element into it where you're kind of following this young lady who um, is seen to be from lower birth or from like a lowly family meets this uh kind of like high-ranked noble guy and they kind of slowly start to build a relationship and a romance and you kind of start to slowly find out like okay maybe there's more to her than meets the eye with her bloodline and her actual lineage and stuff and so uh some of the mystery and stuff that surrounds that so my happy marriage was a really good one and then also oku of the inner chambers now, this is one that is very unique because it basically follows a situation to where in Japan, a crazy epidemic, uh, a red disease starts to hit and targets um, the male population only to where it cuts down the male population to like a third of what it used to be. And so basically a lot of roles get reversed within society to where they have to keep a lot of the men indoors and kind of tucked away to kind of keep them healthy and out of harm's way because they're dying out and stuff. And so basically um, a female takes over as a, as a, uh, as a woman shogun. And so a lot of the, head positions in government and jobs and stuff, whatever is now run by women. And even like the, uh, like the pleasure districts or whatever, instead of it being women, it's a lot of men. And so a lot of, uh, ladies are paying these, uh, basically men are being paid a lot of money sometimes to just sleep and have sex with women or whatever, just so that they can, you know, give birth and stuff, whatever, and continue their family, their legacies or whatever. So very interesting situation, whatever, uh, very dark tones, of course, given the subject matter, whatever, but still very good. But yeah, like I said, I had to kind of mention those two as well with 
apothecary diaries so stuff to check out so um so yeah so next show i kind of want to give a shout out to now this one isn't necessarily quote unquote a traditional anime but still had a lot of anime flair that i had to show love to and that is a blue eye samurai now blue eye samurai i love my samurai swordsman type of set, setting and stuff and of course a good revenge tale and this one kind of follows a young lady who was born of mixed blood who is basically on a revenge path to find uh, these four European men, uh, one of which is her birth father. But they have also kind of like done a lot of like uh, dirty deeds and stuff to the country and different people on the way or whatever. So just a very dope revenge tale. Um, beautifully drawn, very awesome choreographed fight scenes and stuff. So, Blue Eye Samurai, very dope. Um, let me see. Next up. So, this is one I fell in love with the manga. Have right behind me, Villain Saga Season 2. Um, they so amazingly adapted the farmland slash slave arc for Thorfinn and Villain Saga visually on point and honestly probably one of my favorite ending themes that I've heard uh, in many years the uh it's called Without Love and I have it saved on my Spotify it was one of my most listened to soundtracks of the year um, and just the lyrics and stuff of it would just like really hit home the journey that Thorfinn went on after the events of season one into this new arc and stuff. But, um, but yeah, Villain Saga season two, masterfully done. Definitely one of my favorites that I look forward to hopefully in the next few years, us getting season three and then, uh, you know, the, uh, the expedition and stuff going on with that so yeah and which i'm looking forward to getting back into reading as well so yeah um next up uh a series that was just so sweet a nice peaceful comforting romance series that i was just just the whole time i'm just leaned in enthralled and just like how peaceful but so well done this story was. And that is An Angel Next Door. Uh, basically, it just follows these two young people. I think they're like uh, later in high school, whatever. But they are living next door to each other. And they kind of start to slowly build a bond and a connection. Um. To where they start to, you know, become closer and closer to where, you know, they're spending a lot of time with each, with each other, mainly at home in secret. But then eventually, um, you know, that bond and relationship start to become more out in the open at school and in public and stuff, whatever. But it was just such a just a such a peaceful and beautiful show to watch with just some really great characters. So. Yeah, so shout out to uh, The Angel Next Door um, and all the romance stuff. Like, there, there's a lot of, like, romance anime 
that I started this year, but a lot of them I didn't get a chance to like circle back to and finish that I want to get back to. Like, like, uh, Tomo Chen is a girl. Uh, uh, Laura, what was the uh, ice guy and his female colleague and so many more, um, that I want to get to and check out. So from this year, so yeah. And, uh, let me see, what else do I got on my list? Uh, I think the last one I have, as far as like main one that I wanted to shout out that I actively watched. Uh, actually, before I get to that one, just a couple of quick shout outs for like stuff that I've already read and I didn't watch all of the anime for or whatever, just because I'm so far ahead on the manga. I just didn't, wasn't feeling like watching um, all of it, but the adaptations were done so well. And that is um, Oshinoko. I am so happy to see that show. And in turn, the manga blow up this year from the popularity of the show or whatever um, being so well done. And so I'm happy to see that transition. And then uh, Shangri-La Frontier, one of my favorite series that I started reading last year. It's been done so freaking awesome in the anime and stuff. So definitely had to give a shout out to them too. Uh, so yeah. And so that kind of leads me to probably I think my favorite anime that I've watched this year. And will continue to watch as the season continues into next year. And that is Free Run Beyond Journey's End. Now Free Run is one that I had only. I had only. Uh read the first volume of the manga and i'm so happy that they dropped the first like four episodes of it at the same time which coincidentally covered everything from the first volume so i got to enjoy everything else beyond that as a anime only person and just because seeing how masterfully they did the adaptation of that first volume and that in those first four episodes, I was like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Madhouse. They are, uh, they are really cooking with this one and everything from the visuals to the freaking music and the animation and the voice acting, everything across the board is done so beautifully. And so just as a reminder, I guess if people don't know what this is about, Free Run Beyond Journey's End basically follows the elf mage Free Run, who was uh, part of the party of heroes that defeated the demon lord after their decade long journey. And so, after their journey and defeating the demon lord, they all go their separate ways, and she circles back 50 years later just as one of the heroes, one of the uh, members of the party, is at the end of their life. And she kind of starts to slowly realize val the value of time and spending time to get to know and understand the people around her because she lives for so long that she never really bothered to try to get close to anybody or ever even learn to nobody because by, this, by the time she meets them, she's already over a thousand years old. And so, you know, the 10-year journey for Everybody else in the party was long, but for her, it was like, okay, that was 10 years, whatever. And then she was like, okay, hey, well, I'll see y'all in 50 years, you know. And so her concept of time is so much different from everybody else. 
and the way that they constantly interweave that with the journey that she's on present day and how they tie it into with her reflecting on stuff from the past it is like some of the best that has ever been done and so that is why free room beyond journey's end is probably my top anime from this year and one that i highly recommend if you want something that is just a really well done story that has some adventure into it that has some sprinkles of fighting and combat that is done masterfully but at the core you are coming to the series for a well told well told story with fleshed out characters and stuff that is told in a beautiful way so yeah forever and beyond journey's end so that is the list so in closing before i wrap this up uh I'm going to kind of look back through all the seasons of the year just to kind of see what other stuff I want to kind of shout out before I wrap this up. So kind of looking back on the year, um, starting with the winter season back in January, um, I was happy that they that the Near Automata anime came out, but I was very sad that they, uh, the, uh, the studio had a lot of production issues so it kind of got broken up and releases and stuff throughout the year but i definitely plan to circle back and finishing the anime for that but just very glad that like a very awesome game got a very awesome adaptation um buddy daddies was a really fun show about these two close friends ending up in a situation where they're having to raise a four-year-old girl <laughs> And just kind of them discovering more more of themselves and being thrown into these uh, uh, parental roles and stuff like that. So that, that was a very fun one. Uh, one that I want to get back, that I want to circle back and try at some point is Kubo Won't Let Me Be Invisible. That's what I want to get to. Uh, a big one I have to address that a lot of people that know me that are like, Robert, you didn't mention this one at all is Trigon Stampede. So, I still have not watched all of Trigon Stampede, and I do not fully know why, so I was enjoying watching it as it was coming out earlier in the year, but for some reason, I just stopped watching it, not because of how it looked or anything or whatever, but just something about it at the time, I just wasn't fully hooked in with, and maybe it was also because I think I also was wanting to wait for the English dub once it got confirmed. Of course, it took many weeks before it was confirmed that at least the the voice actor for Johnny Young Bosch of a of a Vash, who is Johnny Young Bosch, would be returning. So I plan on early next year circling back and watching it straight in English dub. So. I for sure had to address that one because a lot of people be like, Robert, what happened? Uh, so yeah, so continuing on, uh, another kind of like fun uh, one that I enjoyed was a reincarnation of the strongest exorcist. Uh, Forming life in another world was very comforting to watch. And uh, chilling in my thirties. Like it, it was really cool again to see 
more um, adult-centered main characters. Um, those are just some kind of fun ones to check out. Um, and even the Fire Hunter was one that I enjoyed, kind of in the same boat as a kind of the Great Snow Sea, to where has some kind of iffy animations and stuff, whatever. But the story and some of the concept were very interesting to me. Uh, so let's see. Moving on to spring season. Uh, Hell's Paradise was very dope. Uh, let me see. Uh, Mashal got a very dope adaptation. That's one. The manga ended earlier this year. So I want to circle back because I think I'm like 20 chapters from being done. So hopefully sometime next year I circle back. Knock out those 20 chapters just so I can see how did the series end and stuff. So Because a lot of manga and Shonen Jump are kind of getting close to that ending point. So definitely want to circle back to that. Um, Heavenly Delusion is one that was pretty cool to watch. Um, Insomniacs After School was another really awesome and comforting uh, kind of slice of life romance like like uh, Skip and Loafer. But I still need to finish the last few episodes of that. Uh, Dead Mouth Deathplay I want to go back to. Because I know that I got a second season even. Um, the new episodes of Ranking of Kings I want to circle back to. Uh, I think I still need to finish the last few episodes of Gundam Witch from Mercury. So many shows. Um, yeah, just, just too many to try to count. As I'm kind of scrolling through quickly these uh seasons and stuff but those are kind of like the main ones from that season i think yeah um spy classroom too maybe i might circle back to that at some point um birdie wings that golf anime i heard that was pretty good uh okay so going over to summer season uh of course jujutsu kaisen season two was awesome the next arc of uh, bleach thousand year blood war awesome uh, Jobless Reincarnation, while it was kind of slow, still really enjoyed that season. Uh, Zom 100, bucket, bucket List of the Dead. Man, 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 man. This show came out swinging. Now, this is a manga that I really enjoyed reading. The couple of volumes I got to read a couple years ago, whatever. And so when I heard that it was getting an anime, I was very excited. And so those first few episodes that I, of stuff that I had already read, done fantastically but i didn't get a chance to, to finish watching more because just like near automata this the studio ran into a lot of production issues and stuff so so they just released the last three or four episodes of the season on christmas day so i plan to go back and i might even circle back and watch it again with the english dub since they got uh zena robinson as the main voice of the main character or whatever so i enjoy his work um, he's also Hawks in My Academia and lots of other very dope roles. So I want to go back and finish that up. So uh, Reign of the Seven Spellblades, I want to circle back to Undead uh, Murder Farce. Uh, Dark Gathering, want to circle back to that. So Bungo Stray Dogs 5. I have a lot of ground to make up with that one. That is a series I'm probably going to just start from scratch with because I had only watched, I remember for sure I watched the first two seasons and I maybe started the third season, but that was long, long ago. 
And then we got season four and five back to back. I was like, whoa, <laughs> I need to catch up at some point with that. So, yeah, uh, Helk, that is one that I enjoyed the bit of the manga that I read last year. And so they finished putting out the 25 episodes of that. So I definitely want to circle back to that at some point. Uh, a couple of more like kind of isekai ones that were kind of simple, but I still enjoyed watching was uh, My Unique Skills Make Me OP and The Great Cleric. Those are kind of just like some fun, comforting series. Um, I want to go back to um, The Masterful Cat. Uh, Saint Celia and Pastor Lawrence were some fun ones. Uh, Sugar Apple Fairy Tale. That's one that I really enjoyed the first season. And so I needed to go back and finish the first season and then watch the second season <laughs> that came out this year. Uh, just scrolling through the rest of summer season. Those are kind of the main ones for that. And so with fall season, uh, Spy Family continues to be great. Um, Undead on Luck is getting a dope uh, season. Um, Eminence in Shadow. So that is one that I enjoyed what I got to watch of season one. But like a lot of other stuff, I need to circle back to uh, to finish season one and now watch season two. <laughs> so, but I definitely plan on checking that out. Uh, I've heard season three of Rising of Shield Hero is better, but don't know. Someday I might circle back to that. Uh, Goblin Slayer season two. Need to circle back to which that reminds me of Overlord season four, I think was earlier this year, too. So I need to go back to that as well. Um, because I also enjoy watching that series and stuff as well. But I just need to circle back to um, one that I definitely want to check out is um, and I thought I had this on my plan to watch list, but I guess not. But um, the uh, it's the uh, the, the 100 girlfriends who really, really, really love me. I've heard a lot of great and fun things about that one. So I want to circle back to that. Um, probably one of the biggest disappointments of the fall season, Kingdoms of Ruin. Started off kind of strong, then got really murky towards the middle, and then I just completely dropped it. <laughs> uh, one that I really want to circle back to as well is Ragnar Crimson. But that's going to be a 25-episode season, so I might just wait until a way later date and then just binge watch that one later on uh a returner's magic should be special was one that i did watch fully and really enjoyed so that one was really fun uh oh far away paladin season two so i finally went back and finished up season one a few months ago like around like the end of the summer break or summer season and so I plan on watching season two at some point. And when that finishes with the dub, uh, Ron Kamanahashi's Forbidden Deductions. That is a really intriguing kind of like detective mystery series that I, I watched in spurts. Like I watched like four episodes at a time. So now that the season is over, I'm going to go back and finish watching those last few seasons of or last few episodes of that. But that also got confirmed for season two. Same thing with Returner's Magic. Uh, what else? Uh, Shy. I really have been enjoying watching that, but I need to go back and finish that because that also got a season two confirmed. Uh, 
S-ranked daughter. That is one that's kind of was kind of like a nice, comforting one. Y'all know a show that is about a father and their child. I got to check out and I really enjoyed what I got to watch of that one. So I think I may be like halfway through the season. I just need to go back and knock out the rest of the season. But that was like a nice, comforting watch. Same thing with a playthrough of a certain dude's VR MMO life. Got to circle back and finish those last few episodes. Um, Migi and Dolly was a very nice uh, surprise. Kind of like a uh kind of like a dark mystery kind of comedy but mainly mystery <laughs> type of situation from the same creator who did haven't you heard on sakamoto who unfortunately she passed away right before the anime for this aired but this show um was super intriguing from beginning to end and ended off really well so uh what are some last couple ones? Uh, the Yuzuki family's four sons. I only got to watch like a couple episodes of it, a couple of episodes of that, but I can already tell that was going to be a gut wrenching uh, show to watch. So I got to plan that one out and check that out at some point. And that might be it as far as like main stuff I'm gonna shout out because I can't shout out every single thing that I watched and stuff whatever. So, but those are kind of like the high level. Um, main ones that I've watched throughout this year across the various seasons and stuff. So, um, so yeah, so overall, I feel like, like I said, it was a nice, strong year with a wide variety of anime of all types and genres. So lots of, lots of slice of life and romance and action and drama and mystery and everything in between uh came out this year so wide variety of years so yeah so let me know what y'all thought of everything i talked about and let me know of uh of some of y'all's favorites both anime and manga and also webtoons and stuff as well um and even some comics let me know what are some favorite things that y'all watched and read uh, as we wind down this year. Because like I said, it was a very busy year and I look forward to doing more of this <laughs> starting next year. So I've already got um, early access to some new manga that is coming out um, in the early months of next year that I'm planning on uh, talking about and reviewing. And I'm kind of trying to make plans for some uh, anime series, both anime and manga that are already complete that I want to go through and review because I have some pretty crazy gaps in my anime and manga uh, history to where when y'all find out like, yo, you haven't watched or read that yet, but I'm looking forward to getting to those series and sprinkling them out throughout the next year and many years to come because there's going to be a lot of stuff um, new that's going to come up along the way that might derail some of my plans but i also plan on going through the stuff that i physically collected as well as a lot of stuff that is on the shonen jump app the viz manga app like i said definitely hitting up those more of those webtoons and stuff as well um because there's a lot of stuff out there um and maybe even dipping my toe in a little bit of comic stuff so but yeah so i hope y'all have enjoyed these episodes they have been a lot of fun 
uh, big labor of love for me, lots of late nights and stuff, but very fun to kind of reflect on the year of everything across the board that I've watched, read, played, and enjoyed. And so in closing, I just got to say thank y'all so much for whether you were new here and you just found me through this content or just found me recently, or if you're somebody that has stuck with me and been with me along the way, whether it be from the very beginning or just over the course of these many years, these, these few years that I've started this, it has been a pleasure and an honor to talk to y'all and to share with y'all the things that I come across. Cause like I talk about all the time, I pride myself on finding a lot of hidden gems, manga, anime, webtoon, wherever the case may be, that a lot of other people might not be talking about and to kind of help shine a spotlight on that. And yeah, like I said, I'm just here to talk about the stuff that I'm enjoying and I hope that y'all are enjoying these conversations and these highlights and looking forward to much more of this in the future. And so in closing, as they say, you know, hey, if you're enjoying the content, enjoying the discussions, make sure if you're watching it on YouTube and you want the video version of this, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, Dad Needs to Talk, um, or wherever you're listening to the audio version of this, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc., etc. I should be everywhere and make sure to follow Leave me some likes, leave me some reviews, and uh, let the world know that you enjoy listening to Danny's to Talk. And feel free to reach out. You can find me everywhere at Danny's to Talk. And in closing, as I always say, oof, hold on, let me let me get my let me get my uh, my my stack together. Okay, so as I always say, treat yourself to something nice. Read some manga. Watch some anime and TV, play some video games, and live your best life. And with that, I am out. Y'all have a awesome end of the year, and I will catch y'all on the next one. Thank y'all so much for all the love, kindness, and support, and I will catch y'all in the next one. Y'all be easy. Peace.